and welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. And if you could, please subscribe to PR360 at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave your review. It does really help us in the ranking and let us know how we're doing as well. But this week, I have Julia Zamolski. I think I said that pretty right. Maybe butchered it a little bit, and I apologize for that. But I have her on the show, and she is the founder of Best in Biz Award. She's done Vice President for Grayling. She's done Vice President of Corporate Communications from ILO Technologies, tech company as well. She's done a myriad of different things. So we're happy to have her. But also, Julia, just give us a little bit of an elevator talk, and welcome to the show as well. Hi. Well, thank you for the warm welcome. I'm happy to be here. The Best in Bits Awards was founded 10 years ago. It's a business awards program. We run two editions every year, an international and a North American one. And what makes us different from all the different awards shows out there is that we have every year a panel of top-tier reporters composed of reporters from all sorts of different publications, from Associated Press to the Wall Street Journal. And what we think is having this wide range of top-tier reporters on the judging panel gives us even more opportunity to select the best winners out of the entrance. And over the years, we've had winners from um, Wells Fargo to Bosch and Long. Um, There's been really quite a range of winners, including a lot of innovative startups, uh, Shark Tank participants, as well as small mom and pop shops. All right. Yeah, it seems like quite a range of small but big businesses as well for the Best in Biz Award show. Exactly. But for my first question, as all my guests, are you a coffee or tea drinker? <laughs> Great question. Definitely tea. So I'm from Poland originally. That's the last name, Zamorska. We drink a lot of tea in Poland, and I studied in the Netherlands and in the UK, which are both really big tea-drinking countries. So I'm definitely a tea drinker, though I do not mind occasional caramel, but caramel All right. And as you know, a lot of us has known, 2020 has been a very interesting year. And for award show events, it also has kind of been, well, there actually really hasn't been any, I mean, except for the virtual stuff. So what have you learned yourself about 2020 that you can bring into 2021 about award shows and how to pivot and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, certainly. 2020 was a year like no other. We were actually planning to have our inaugural physical awards show in 2020. It was our 10th annual edition, so it's going to be the sixth physical event, but obviously COVID threw, threw a wrench in those plans. So we didn't have an award show. We are still planning to have one in the future, but yeah, it certainly has been a challenging time. A lot of award shows try to do virtual versions. It's obviously much harder to get the level of engagement and enthusiasm for a virtual show than for a physical one. Um, I think the companies and organizations that tried to do them did a great job and have certainly learned a lot. Um, but yeah, physical shows are definitely there to stay. And I'm sure as soon as it's safe again, we will see those again. All right. And so what has kind of been the communication for you guys 
booting around just announcing your awards since you're not really doing award shows or virtual award shows how have you pivoted to doing more announcement type styles have you been doing more newsletters have you been doing more social media posts videos virtual videos of people what what has it been that's a great question so at least not every year if we announce our winners on the best in business website as well as in a press release and all types of social media twitter and facebook yeah, and that has not changed. It's, it's still the same type of announcement that we do every year. What we always see is a lot of the winners that run with the news on their websites and their social media accounts, and that kind of builds the buzz and the conversation or around the awards, uh, which makes it very exciting, uh, especially on the morning of the winners' announcement when you see hundreds of winners posting on Twitter and all the employees getting excited. Um, what we also always do is we have trophies and that get shipped out following the winner's announcement. And we encourage winners to take photos with the trophies, post them on social media. We always propose them. We select the best ones to include on our website as well. And it's just exciting to see the excitement in the company when we have like 1,500 people sometimes posing with a trophy. So there's things we still did like in every other year. But what's always very important in award shows, whether they're virtual or physical or whether whether you have one or not, is getting the community involved and engagement. And that's what you get on social media. And that's always really exciting just to see how much an award win can energize a company or a customer base. Gotcha. And which one has the, been the best for return on investment? Has it been more about just going to the company saying, hey, post this stuff? Has it been for you guys on your website? Has the website traffic gone up or has it been mostly just a social media based thing that actually has been a better return on investment? That's a very good question. I would say it's really a mix. And in terms of website traffic, you always see a huge spike on the day that we announce the winners and I'm kind of for the next week if people are checking the links and checking the logos and checking who and what and then it kind of goes back down to the regular traffic level. Right now we're accepting entries for our international edition so more subdued traffic as people are just researching what to write and what to include in their entries. Yeah, I think as usual with every organization, I think a word organizations are no exception. You have to kind of use a mix of PR and marketing methods and social media is just one component. Obviously, you know, email newsletters are important, website website announcements are important as well. Social media is just one part of that, but it's not the only one. Gotcha. And for the newer technologies like live streaming and virtual reality, have you guys looked into trying to do that or are you just basically going to be sticking to your tried and true strategies and not trying to branch out into unknown territory for you guys is probably the best way of saying it that's another good question i mean certainly it's an interesting addition to the mix i'm still hoping to have a physical show one year where we can actually get all the winners together and film acceptance speeches because I think there's tremendous value in having those acceptance speeches on video for companies that can later use them in marketing materials and outreach to 
Um, so we haven't yet quite experimented with virtual reality or sorry, those virtual shows, but what we've seen work for other organizations is definitely still having that community involvement, even if you're running a virtual event and not a physical one. It's still having people be able to connect and reach out to others and kind of make those connections that you would make at a physical event. Mm-hmm. And it's always uncharted territory for you guys to actually do that. I mean, it's one of those things where you're hoping you want to do something and then you hope it doesn't go wrong, but then there's always something that goes wrong. But also with other collateral, have you guys thought about doing podcasting in addition to it, basically doing more longer interviews with the winners and everything? Have you guys actually figured out any of that mix or wanted to do part of that mix too? And that's, Definitely something that we're thinking about. Either podcasts or just having smaller kind of focused events, like you know, an subset of winners meet in a specific city, um, which could be interesting. Could be you know, smaller kind of venture in the post-COVID times that could perhaps be easier, more manageable, given the health guidelines and restrictions. But that's something that we'll be looking into as the situation progresses with COVID. Gotcha. And did you ever consider maybe in the beginning of 2020, did you ever consider using Microsoft Teams or one of those things for virtual events for your award shows? Or did you just think it was too difficult? And I don't want to lose people because virtual events suck. I think you can do a good job with virtual events. It's never going to be quite the level of excitement that a physical event provides. Yeah, we've definitely seen, you know, more casual events on Zoom and MS Teams, and those seem to work well. It's a little harder to pull off large-scale, more official-looking events on on those channels. I feel like they're great for the 50 people gathering. We've had some great ones. I'm a member of the Metropolitan Museum and, you know, the Met Opera here in New York, and they've done wonderful events on Zoom for their younger members that were very interesting and very interactive. But those are more casual and smaller scale events. Gotcha. And you talked about hopefully in-person events. Will we ever see a return for that? Because I think we're all really wanting to actually have in-person events again. We love our virtual stuff. We've had it for a year, it seems like now. But do you think there's going to be like a really good resurgence of that when we eventually get the vaccine, everybody gets the vaccine, or most people get the vaccine? Do you see a big resurgence in that? Absolutely. I think there's pent up demand from everyone to socialize again. And, you know, as much people want to socialize with their friends again, they also want to socialize with colleagues and, and people from other companies. And I, do like physical events in the business world provide you with those additional opportunities for exposure or just for striking connections that might turn into business connections or new deals or new partnerships. So yeah, I I definitely think physical events will be back whenever it's safe to have them again and I feel like they will be as popular as ever. All right. And how do you think or we should actually talk about the pricing thing because it seems like when I looked at events in 2020, the pricing was the same for a ritual and in person. And I was like, wait, I don't feel like I'm getting the same. 
type of basically value as I would for in-person and virtual. Do you think we should see a pivot in that? Do you think that companies should lower that cost a little bit just because, I mean, I'm not traveling anywhere. I'm just sitting in my home office staring at a screen, my own screen too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's tricky for the organizations putting those events together, but yeah, I I agree with you. A virtual event is not quite the same level of engagement as a physical one. And obviously some of the costs are simply not there. You don't have to book a physical venue. You don't have to pay for food, flowers, etc. Obviously some costs will still be there. Sometimes you have to book entertainment or an MC. There might be new costs in terms of hosting, bandwidth, tech, software. But those costs are never going to be as high as actually putting a physical event so, yeah, I agree the cost should be lower for a virtual event. And how do you think award shows will look moving forward into the future? Do you think we'll get like a split of virtual and then in person? Will we kind of like mix it between basically mixed reality is probably the best way of saying it. Even though it means a different term, I'm going to use it to be this. Are we going to see more of a mixed reality of in-person VR and using Microsoft Teams or one of those types of programs to facilitate other parts of the event? Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. I, I do think a mix would, would provide everyone with the best of both worlds. It's obviously, attending a physical event is a great thrill, especially for awards, especially if you bring home a trophy. But sometimes it's impossible for executives to travel to, to a specific location. So I think it would be nice for awards organizers to give those travel to the venue an opportunity to dial in via Zoom or whatever other tech tool they decide to use and deliver their acceptance speech virtually. Mm -hmm. And for PR pros that are wanting to do this, or even founders wanting to do award shows, how has it changed and do you think it changed for the better of being able to pivot more, being able to be a little bit more creative in how you do things. Has it been a, like a good thing for this? Even though, I mean, this whole thing actually hasn't been a good thing overall, but in other ways, has it actually been a good thing for the pivoting and making and thinking outside the box is a cliche term, but it's the right term for here. Yeah. I think in general this year, I mean, that's last year, as challenging as it was, it definitely shows, Companies' ability to be resilient and creative and come up with new solutions. And, you know, this is just one component. I'm sure companies are using the lessons of being able to use virtual means to, to achieve the same results. I mean, we've all seen work from home work pretty flawlessly over the past year, whereas before it was such a, such a um, big obstacle for some companies to allow their employees to work from home. So we've seen that work. And we've also seen companies innovate in so many different ways. I mean, when we looked at our winners last year, there were so many innovative solutions on how to get around the problems of, you know, less closing tech companies were offering them new ways to secure cash flow without their customers actually walking into their physical venues. There's so much innovation in things from supply chain to environmental concerns to PPE and donations. So companies have really shown that, you know, a difficult year doesn't mean an end to 
innovation and creativity impacted me a spike in those things. And we've just seen incredible resilience and creativity from the companies last year. So hopefully that continues. All right. And what has, or what do you think collateral or even content will be for the future of events? Do you think we should, you should have seen more like for like filters or for like Snapchat or do dances for TikTok? Do you think we're going to see more of those different types of interesting and weird things to do with award shows? Do you think we'll have like filters for your camera? We'll have the award winning and everything, but it will be like a virtual award. Do you see that actually happening in the future? to kind of offset the virtualness of everything. You're going to see more of that, or you're going to see everybody just be like, I want to go back to in-person. Well, it, I think it really depends on the type of work. So I can see like a lot of those new technologies and, and social media being very useful in, in entertainment work, like Grammy Awards or Oscars. Like those things would be great. So a little different for business awards. I think you have to walk a fine line between still building engagement and exciting the monster winners and employees, but still being official and respectable and, and business-like. Um, so I think there's ways to put on filters and, and get those newer, kind of younger social media like TikTok involved in the mix. But you certainly still want to, to maintain your level of high quality and prestige. True. You probably should focus on LinkedIn. Exactly. I guess stories that they're doing because now LinkedIn has stories too. I'm waiting for LinkedIn to do like dance moves with TikTok as well. <laughs> you never know. All right. Fun question for you. If you won an award, what would be your acceptance speech? So I've actually won a number of awards back in my days as a PR professional and I've also delivered a lot of acceptance speeches on behalf of of my former employers, including Iowa Technology. So instead of saying what I would say, I would just say what I always advise my executives to say. Because obviously, a word's acceptance speech is short. You have at most 60 seconds to make your point. You want it to be memorable. And you want to make sure that that engage actually take away your company's name from your speech. They always say, don't say we, I'm so grateful, we're so great, we're doing such great work. Make sure to mention your company name instead. And I always thought because a lot of those speeches are recorded, you want to make sure that the speech can actually be a useful tool in your future marketing materials that you can email it to your customers or post it on your website. So you don't want to just thank people or say how excited you are, how heavy the trophy you're holding in your hand is. It's not going to be particularly useful for your company. You want to make sure to reiterate some stats or numbers or impressive details about your company. If you're accepting a product award, mention something great about the product. If you're accepting an award for fastest growing company, mention some stats, how great you've done. If it's, if it's an award you're accepting on behalf of an executive, mention something great about what they've done for the company. But make sure that attendees can take away some interesting tidbits about your company from your speech. And that can be used in the future on YouTube or on your company's website or in newsletters because you said something interesting that can be of value to your customers or employees. And, you know, if you can make a joke 
or say something funny that will make it even more memorable, but it's still something relevant to your company, go for it. All right. So I'm hearing memorable. Don't be selfish. Make sure to mention the name and mention Sam Stack. It's um, something interesting. All right, guys. Don't be selfish. Be memorable. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Well, I think it's important to keep in mind that awards are not just shows. It's the recognition that comes from winning an award. It's the logo you can use on your website or product packaging or in company newsletters. It's the bragging rights. So I think awards are a very important part of the PR and marketing mix. Um, they offer third-party objective validation, just like articles do. And so it's really important to keep awards in mind as you think of you know, increasing brand recognition or building product awareness for your company. I always say for whatever you're trying to achieve, there's different awards for that. If you're trying to attract new talent to your company, you're in a competitive field, those awards are the best way to work for HR department of the year. You can go a long way in attracting top talent for your company. But on the other hand, if you're trying to get acquired or looking for venture capital funding for your startup, awards like fastest growing company or most innovative for executive team of the year can really produce a higher valuation and, and help you finalize those deals. And product awards, well, it goes without saying that we're more likely to buy a product that has an award logo on it if we see it in a supermarket store. And the same goes for enterprise buyers. Seeing award logos on those product information sheets really helps them make purchasing decisions. All right. Thank you, Julia, for joining PR360. Really appreciate you sharing your knowledge about PR and award shows. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and good luck with future editions. Thank you. And thank you for listening to PR360 as well. And please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. The review, it always helps us and let's know how we're doing. Anyways, join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Go to a virtual event, have fun, and enjoy 2021. Later.